0: Welcome to the Grizzly Habits Podcast, where we create content that makes people happy. I'm your host, Steve Schaefer. As always, my co-host, Stephanie Daly. Welcome to episode number two, titled, Why Dost? What have you done on social today? We have a special guest, Lindy Denny, here to talk to us about social media marketing and the power that is behind some of these social platforms to gain an audience. Lindy, thank you so much for joining our episode today.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: We're going to learn a lot. We have uh, a guest speaker we're going to give a quick phone call to a little bit later on. But we're hopefully going to get some advice uh, for those that are taking things back to the basics with social media. What do you need to do if you've started a business, now you need an online presence, so what does it take? Mm -hmm. So Lindy, what is it that you do every day on on social media or for just any marketing in general? Yeah,
1: so I do a lot of content creation. My favorite thing to do is be a video creator, tour custom homes, post them on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all the things, and just promote the cool things that are happening inside the construction industry and promote the trades um, as a viable career option Especially um, for those that kind of don't know what they want to do, but they, you know, like a little bit of spontaneity in the workplace, but also building things with their hands. So I really love the construction industry, and and there's a lot of businesses out there in the construction industry that need to jump on the social bandwagon.
0: Oh, for sure. So right now, what are your social handles that you manage, and how mm-hmm. do how does our audience? engage or follow you let's get that
1: right at the very beginning make it clear (laughs) (laughs) so lindy.denny on all of my platforms um but the biggest one that i post is on instagram pray to homes ig so i tour pray to homes all over the country utah iowa uh virginia and i'm branching out into some other states which i'm really excited for and we tour all the custom homes and we showcase them on our page and just help spread the word about all the cool um, new advances in technology, the new neighborhoods, type of neighborhoods that are going in. And uh, we just had a lot of fun on the job site.
0: That's really cool. And yeah, you recently were part of the house that she built. You did a lot of social for that project as well. Tell me a little yes. bit about your experience with that. What was that like? To, oh, my gosh, that well, was
1: a blast. I could never have imagined how fun it would be to be on a job site with a whole r- bunch of women. But we walked into something super magical. It was the best week of my life. And we created a whole bunch of TikTok videos. Several went viral, which was really fun. And we just promoted all the good things that are happening and brought together, what, eight women from different states across the U.S. and really made an impact. And we're seeing the fruits of that now with little girls in construction that are still, like, disbelieving that women can have a viable career in construction and it's cool to see it come full circle and influence that next generation to do cool things. I,
0: I saw that on, on, sorry to interrupt, but the (laughs) the social media post that you got called out from a parent Yeah. that I guess the kid uh, was saying that women don't do construction and because of everything you've done for uh, women in construction or women in trades uh, you were called out and you did a video together, which was really cool um but Steph, this is part of your daily life as well as um promoting equity in trade uh as well as being a social media influencer and it's it's probably pretty difficult being a woman in trade making sure that you put the right content out there right to make sure that you're putting the best image that you can to represent who you represent
2: yeah i think um some of the stuff that i've learned most recently as lindy and i have been working together on a bunch of posts and um just like kind of the mission moving forward, because I always thought like my mission was to represent women in construction. Um, But I've come to learn that that's a big piece of it. But my biggest mission is to represent construction, just Mm -hmm. to bring people from all backgrounds into construction. And so I think that's been the really cool thing. And I think one of the biggest things I've learned from Lindy is it's all about timing. So she talked about the house that she built She decided 24 hours prior to coming to the house that she built that she was coming. I did. (laughs) I got a message on day one and said, hey, would you be cool if I flew out there and was a part of this? And yeah, absolutely. So she literally made a decision, and it's all about timing. It's had she not been on social and seen what was happening and having that background knowing, like, you know, this is something special. I want to be there. It would have we wouldn't have captured nearly what we did because Lindy has a really special talent to capture not only just like generally what's happening, but also like how to put that all together into a million different TikToks and Instagram mm-hmm. reels and everything else that go viral one place or the other, but they all go viral for the same reason. And that reason is she was promoting equity and trades and promoting just diversity in general so I think that's one of the things that a lot of people probably struggle with is like the timing aspect behind mm-hmm. it. And I guess that's why we call Lindy the expert, right? <laughs> because she she understands that piece of it mm-hmm. that most of us don't. Well, it was really
1: cool because I've followed Stephanie for years. Like I stalked her a little bit on social, <laughs> but that's the coolest part about social media, right? Is it's networking. Like you don't think about it as a marketing site. And if you go into that mindset of this is a traditional marketing platform you will fail every single time. It is all about making connections and connecting um with even businesses, with other people who influence you for the better. And I've always admired Stephanie because she's a badass in the construction <laughs> world, but you know, it's kind of like you have this cool girl vibe without being um What's the word? I don't know. Obnoxious, like an influencer, (laughs) right? right? Because there are people on the platform that give off that vibe, like they're not approachable or anything like that. And so that's like what always fascinated me watching Stephanie come up through the trades. I'd always watched her through from afar, through different HBA uh, meetings and things like that. Like I was at the HBA meeting four years ago, randomly, because I was there with my client, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be cool, and then all of a sudden, I start seeing it a couple years later on social, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is happening, how can I be a part of this, but it comes back to, because of relationships, I reached out, and, but before that, you know, I already commented, you kind of were aware who I was, Mm -hmm. and it just, it's creating those relationships before you actually Act
2: on them. Right. I think that's one of the things that we've talked about a lot is people don't understand that social media is, I guess, the the hard thing in the home building industry or trades in general is a lot of the industry, the age, the average age is much higher. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're seeing, let's just say trades in general, average age, somewhere between 50 and 60 most of that generation is has the image of social media more on the negative side. They, mm. they kind of uh, put it hand in hand with my kids are in their room playing on their phone on social media for hours, not that as a business tool. And I think that's one of the coolest things Lindy and I talked about earlier today was the business tool aspect of it and how she does what she does in helping different Generations that maybe don't live on social like we've all kind of learned to live on. Mm -hmm. And knowing that it's a business tool and seeing it from that perspective, not seeing it from the perspective of my kids wasting time, right? Exactly. Yeah,
0: and and even putting all that aside, so put the networking aside that you mentioned, Mm -hmm. put like the product marketing aside, you both make money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You, you, You get paid to be Mm so-called influencers right Right, yeah um so that's another really cool aspect of all this is it creates opportunity Mm -hmm. um (laughs) back when i was a kid when someone asked me what i wanted to do when i grew up you're thinking like oh man i want to be a veterinarian i want to be a firefighter i want to be the president of the united states whatever it is yeah now it's i want to be a youtuber
2: yeah i want to play
0: minecraft and you can make money (laughs) right You get paid to do all that. So there's a lot of opportunity. And Steph, you mentioned, um, you know, talking about trades and those who are primarily in trades, they are part of a different generation. Um, And we have the perfect example, and it's probably a good time to give Todd a call. So... Todd is from the concrete industry. That's what he knows. That's what he does. And he found an opportunity to to develop a product in the off-road industry. I know Todd because I had a company in the off-road industry and we partnered on a lot of things. Uh, And he's a great guy and he would do anything for you. Um, But he struggles with social media marketing uh, to the extent of, well, I don't even know what to do. Like, what do I post? When do I post it? What's important? What's not? So that's what I want to do for a minute if it's okay with you, Lindy. Let's give Todd a call. <laughs> let's do it. And let's yeah. go back to basics. So we'll get him on the call, we'll ask him what his goals are, we'll see what he wants to do, and for those listening, um hopefully it's a like-minded conversation for something that you're dealing with or you might approach when you decide to jump out and start something new. So let's get him on the line really quick and we will see how this goes. Hey, Steve. Hey, Todd. What's going on? So we have (laughs) Stephanie and Lindy here (laughs) uh, sitting around the table, and we were talking about Social media marketing, and we're talking about your story particularly, where you have a background working in trades. You uh, have you own a concrete company, and you did that for uh, a good portion of your life. And you found this spark to go create something new, which is tough trail gear, which is the Jack Daddy. So I'll give the plug there. Go to toughtrailgear.com. It's a really cool product that Todd you thought of one day, just sitting in your garage, like, hey, I have a solution here. I'm going to make it, and you went forward with that. And then as soon as you launch the business, you're like, okay, well, well, now what? How do I market this? I'm not really familiar with social media and you know, tag in bio, link in bio, all that fun stuff. <laughs> so Todd, tell me a little bit about uh, where you came from to start Tough Trail Gear and maybe some of the challenges that you've been through. And then we'll see if we can help you. We'll have Lindy take the mic and maybe audit your processes. And hopefully we can point you in the right direction along with those with similar stories that are listening along. So Todd, over to you. Tell me a little bit more about your story.
3: Uh, Well, I, like you said, I was in construction forever. No real social media or Facebooking or nothing. Then I had the idea for the Jack Daddy, and I did that. And then the old, common person says hey put it on Facebook you'll be a bazillionaire <laughs> whatever and that's just not really accurate <laughs> <laughs> and so then I began well, I first started the world of you have a idea or a product you've patented or not and went through that whole roller coaster ride of do your don't you and then after you get something out there how do you get it out there and where do you put it and why do you put it where you put it what pictures there are their videos and then they, uh, all the groups and stuff so I struggled with that um then I decided to go to a show and that's where I met Steve the wizard <laughs> and he was able to tell me hey uh your website doesn't even work <laughs> so then I went into that website world of how many billions should you spend or don't you need to spend and then how do you get a shopping cart onto your website and then you tell everyone hey follow me on Facebook or follow me on this and I, I don't know how you link them or where you follow them or why they would follow there you know you think you just go somewhere buy it and leave buy the product and leave but it's not that simple so So To me, from where I came from, it's a big, gigantic, scary world out there. And it's kind of (laughs) real.
0: And it shouldn't be scary. Um, So let's audit the process really quick. So I'll get it started and maybe ask, Todd, what is your strategy today? And it's okay that you you might not have one that's perfectly laid out in your eyes. But what have you seen other pages or companies or even social media influencers do things that you liked that you've always wanted to do and then maybe what are some things about your social media that you've questioned and well, does this even make sense?
3: I think there's two in my opinion there's two worlds one is there's no there's no real end game you're just someone that wants a whole bunch of fans and the more people that look and like the better you are and then I think there's the other world of you have a widget or a gadget and you're trying to get it in front of as many buyers or potential buyers as you can. And so I think the two get mixed in a world like mine where you're not as savvy. So you think, Oh, there's, there's a whole bunch of views. You're, you're going to make it more successful. And reality is a whole bunch of views of views from somebody that has no interest in your widget is kind of useless yeah. and so i think i would rather in my opinion i'd rather see my widget in different uses in different ways but always have the widget out front and i'm not good at that or you, i get a picture I think, okay that's a great picture and then i say some cheesy line and then say oh that's <laughs> Uh, that's dumb. Then I delete it, and then I never go back. You know, and then the process starts again. When you find another picture, oh, that would be good. But I don't know. It just seems like you're never creative enough. But then you look at other posts, and you're like, I can be that creative, but you just don't. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, we we are our own worst enemies. So, yeah, Lindy, <laughs> yeah. have you have you heard enough to at least? Point us in some sort of direction, or maybe ask well, you a yeah. couple of questions. Well,
1: and the first thing I can point out is that um, when it comes to the creative side, you know, really try not to beat yourself up because creativity is subjective. You know, like coming from the home building industry, let's talk about wallpaper. Do you like wallpaper?
3: Yeah, true. No,
1: no, I like wallpaper. <laughs> but it comes
3: and goes, right?
1: But the, but yeah. that's the whole thing. Your the viewers are subjective. Um, so they might like your product. They might not, they might think the dirt world is just not for them. And so don't beat yourself up when you're creating content, because the other part of that is that the life cycle of content is so short that it disappears and it's out of their memory before you like just in six seconds, there is something else that they're focused on because that is the world today. And then especially with TikTok entering the scene, so don't get beat yeah. or don't beat yourself up over the content you're putting out, but make sure you still post every day and strive to post every day. And then your your quality of your content also starts to grow and get better as you go on. What was your mindset going into starting an Instagram page?
3: So actually <laughs> there wasn't any except for Steve.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do it, build it and they will come, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. So then, so then, um, um, it seems like everybody's too busy for the social media, like you know, the action, mm-hmm. the action word of doing is like okay, that's you know, tenth on the list or whatever. When reality, maybe it should be higher or, or whatever. The other thing is is that it 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 varies with. Um, so you get tons of attacks of. If you come with us, we can increase your followers and your viewers by all this. <laughs> you know, you have to give a budget of two thousand for the ads and then we charge you two thousand you it's like, okay, you feel like you're being taken there. Mm-hmm. And then so like right now, it just ended up with basically just a buddy of mine that was he was posting all the time on some uh thing he had and I'm like, Well, why don't you just throw some stuff up for me? And so Honestly, right now it originally had some decent direction because Steve was telling me, "Hey, do this," or he would uh, send me a picture and put this, or he would do one or something. And then when I thought, "Okay, well, the this this friend will help and do some stuff," he just started pulling in with no direction, mm-hmm. and he, you know, doesn't even know my world. But it was just getting out there. But then it went snowmobile or camping or. And then there'd be, he'd put up a picture of a jack, but it'd be an old picture, you know, just stuff like that. So there's really no decent direction or um, goal to get to for the next thing, Mm -hmm. the next growth or platform to get to or nothing. So it's kind of no real plan.
1: Fair. And, you know, that happens all the time, actually, uh, because of that whole added phrase of build it and they will come, right? Build a website and they will come. And that's yeah. just, you have to create enough entertainment or have something that's so creative that it pushes them to see more, right? Uh-huh. And so it's, right. it's getting in that mindset of um, how can I inspire, how can I entertain, and how can I educate my consumers to want to learn uh-huh. more so that they'll go to my site? So educate, inspire, and entertain. Those are the three core elements of a great social post. And if you keep building those, you still uh, post every day to the best of your ability. That is how you will grow. One thing I've noticed on here is you don't have any reels on your social page. Any what? Do you know what a Sorry, reel what? is?
3: Yeah, I've fished before.
1: <laughs> I love that because that is perfect, right? It's it's the different type of vernacular. Um, so a reel okay. on Instagram is similar to a TikTok video. It's a short Form video in portrait mode. So picture watching a video on your phone and keeping your phone in the normal position instead of changing it uh-huh. like you're watching a movie. So that is what oh, okay. a reel is. It's it's a portrait short film. Um, okay. It can be anywhere from four seconds to three minutes depending on the platform. Um, but that is where the next social boom is happening, it's happening right now, where we are consuming, especially the next generation, um, is okay. reels. like, I mean, they're in the early days, I'll be honest, there was like hours that my husband and I were spent on TikTok, just like scrolling okay. through all the videos and we learned so many things. But um, that is where so many products are being sold right now, because they're educating the consumer on how to change a tire, for example. Like, I wouldn't know how to change a tire for a four-wheeler at all. And Mm -hmm. then Steve over here shows me some video from back in the day of this stand that you guys have invented and uh, hijack and regular jack and the differences. And I was like, oh, my gosh, there's 20 TikTok videos we can make (laughs) off of this and Instagram rules and help promote the product so that people want to know more. Because it solves a problem. And it's just uh, educating and explaining that problem to the consumer.
0: That's actually. Well, you're
3: saying the right stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Todd, I think we've had this conversation before, so it's a really good segue. Don't
3: even say that, Steve. You're smart. I I might need like seven passes.
0: (laughs) No, we've talked. The check's in the mail, by the way, for all the compliments. I appreciate that. But, (laughs) no, so we've talked about, you know, how do you promote a jack? that is, you know, you have a handful of products, but all of it is like a Swiss army knife of a jack. You have the main jack daddy, and then you have all these accessories like a breaker bar attachment and tie down points when you're attaching it to a trailer, a lot of really cool things. But the question you've asked me before is, well, how do I promote the same thing over and over again? And I think the, yeah. the point of the conversation what we're learning is that, well, content expires quickly. So even though we see it every day, Right. Todd, you feel like you're Uh probably posting the same message every day and it's repetitive, which it is. Uh I mean, there's not much Uh more you can do outside of saying it's it's a really cool invention. It's safe and it does what it's supposed to do. Uh But you're going to interact with different people every time you post. And um, as we heard earlier, it's gone after about six seconds. So Uh repost it, reshare it, do something different, Uh do it from a different angle, but say something different. Um, and I think that's where it goes back to where our own worst enemies is is when it comes to posting, you know, do something, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. see
0: what your competitors are doing and do it better. If you, if you share a strength with your competitor, market it better. Yep. Right.
1: The loudest gets the most attention.
0: And some people have a hard time with that because, um, you know, is it really like making a false claim or where no, you're just making sure the customers know that you're the thought leader Mm -hmm. for that product. And they're going to oh, come okay. to you for every time they need a product. So um, I'm learning a lot so far, but I think we've only skimmed the surface right now. So we've talked yeah. about posting maybe some recommendations for Todd's. but what are the key elements? Let's say you're starting over today. Uh, scratch blank page. What do you do? What
2: mm-hmm. do you where Absolutely. do you, where do
0: you store content? What content do you get? You know, what's the entire process for someone who's going out today and they talk to a Steve in Mackey, Idaho. And Steve says, Todd, you need an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can do that. But now what?
3: <laughs> now what? No, that's so, an- so can I go, can I go 1.1 minus a little bit before that? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Cause I think what Steve is, is what I think is critical. But like just before that, like what name do you put on there? You know, like, Like your Instagram name, it's taken or, you know, do you need them to be all consistent throughout platforms so they're easy to find? Or do you have to have part of your website in there or part of your legal name or, um, you know, like a catchphrase? I mean, what is it that you do there and do you have to make it consistent through all the platforms before you start putting content under those? You know yep. what I mean? That, that is sense? an
1: excellent question um, because I do find that if you can keep the name consistent across every single platform, that is your best bet because you don't want to okay. end up on Jack daddy and then tie downs or like you can get, have so many names that it, everything gets lost in the weed and everyone's trying to piece the puzzles together of how they connect. Right. So you want to keep it as right. simple as possible. If your name is already taken um, you can offer to purchase the domain or purchase the handle from them. Um, you can have, um, a, oh my gosh, what is it? Add a, like a symbol in a with symbol. it. Whether it's a period
2: like or an
3: like an
1: underscore. An underscore. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah, um, and then okay. making sure they're connected to your site. So if you have a website, your Pinterest, your Instagram, your TikTok, your YouTube is all linked so that they can also uh-huh. go to the website and check is this the correct site that I'm supposed to be on? Oh, for okay. The
3: content. okay. And see, like, how do you link all those? I mean, I'm talking.
1: You asked We're Steve. talking
3: really low grade here when you're talking to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, there's, if you're using a simple website builder, there are steps that uh, they will actually walk you through to link those. And all you have to do is generally click add your social and then it'll say, do if you want, do you want to add your Instagram account? please copy the link yeah. to your page. And it's usually that simple. If it's WordPress or something a little bit more in depth, there might be widgets you have to add or different things. It really just depends on how um,
2: how your setup is for your website. The good thing is right. though, like looking at Todd's page, his Instagram is tough trail gear. His website is tough trail gear. So like he's on the right, yes, re- on the right steps yeah, already. So right? I was
3: going to say that that's the, that's kind of the good and the bad. I talked to Steve about this a ton. Is Tough Trail Gear is fine and it's consistent, but it's everything's known as the Jack Daddy, which is just a product name. They're like, do "You guys sell the Jack Daddy?" Uh, yeah, we make the Jack Daddy. You so, know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes in some areas, and even maybe even today, the name caught fire hotter than the company, and then it was a challenge to link the two back so that they are one, but I don't know.
2: And I think maybe just even like looking at like the few pictures that pop up on the beginning, if the Jack Uh Daddy could be like more in more of the photos, that's going to push it a little more Mm -hmm. too, isn't it? Lindy? It absolutely is. And then the other thing you can do
1: is add highlight bubbles. Do you a
3: know highlight bubble. Well, here what that we go. Is. <laughs> we, going four wheel drive now.
0: I think what, where we're at, um, Lindy, is that uh, Todd just realized that the pound sign is the hashtag.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: There we go. <laughs> yeah. So you're period. Sometimes the
3: semicolon, and now we're getting on that top
0: row stuff. <laughs> Once you have to hit the shift button, things get sketched.
1: They do. <laughs>
2: it does. It does. They
1: do. Well, something you can do is there are highlight bubbles. So anytime you use your Instagram story, um, Uh you can save that into a highlight bubble where it actually never disappears from your page. Traditionally, um, when you share to your Instagram story, it only lasts for 24 hours and then it deletes itself. So the highlight okay. bubble is really gr- a great way to capture that your jack daddy is the first thing they see after they see your bio. It, so it's is always going to be on the pinning front pinning something? It is. It's very okay. similar to pinning something, yes.
2: And it looks like okay, you actually so it have... Kind okay, of just there. Yeah, you actually have a highlight bubble that's on your page. It's just one. Um, I know,
3: I know that, <laughs> Or you it just change
2: accident. it. Well, <laughs> you can change it so it <laughs> says Jack accident. Daddy. <laughs> yep,
1: that's that's okay. definitely something that we can edit and work through and fix. And then anytime you talk about the Jack Daddy, you save it there.
3: Oh, okay.
0: Let's go back to the the question conversation about uh, starting at square one, because mm-hmm. um, I think it's a good topic to discuss and. Uh, we, we talked about this yesterday when we have a conversation is it's always okay to start over. It is. Um, because you've learned something, even if it's something wrong, you know what not to do next time. So mm-hmm. that's what's cool is if you feel like you're so invested, you have all these pages built and you feel like you have to stay dedicated to what you've been doing, but you're not happy with wow. it. Just imagine that Instagram goes down and you lose it all. Are you going to uh-huh. be happy that you got the chance to start over? If so, then it's probably okay to refresh it and start over. So mm-hmm. if we go back okay. to square one, um, all the way down to I just barely got my first Instagram. Mm-hmm. I have an iPhone. I have nothing else, which we're going to talk about. Do you have an iPhone? Todd, <laughs> do you have an iPhone or do you have a flip phone still, Todd?
3: I, I have a brick.
0: You have the. <laughs> it's the Nokia, right? <laughs> You, I did notice that your high score on the snake game though I saw that so yeah. kudos to you yeah, yeah.
3: so that you do glagen, have a smartphone yeah perfect
1: so if you have, a, smart have phone, a
3: smartphone
1: if you have a smartphone you can do social media
3: which it is frustrating <laughs> to me because I'm not smart Todd. I'm just a dude and then my phone is a few notches up but yeah Todd I'm with I'm with
0: you on on that as um, I'm a content producer. I like to put a lot of effort and use expensive equipment to make things. Mm -hmm. And Uh your husband, Matt has 4 million views with a cell phone video, pulling out a hideaway bed that isn't even what his content is. Exactly. (laughs) But it just goes to show that, you know, sometimes we overthink the process. We do. It doesn't have to be a drawn out production where you have, lights and cameras and angles and everything you can go out with okay. a cell phone and you can have a plan and say look today i'm going to talk about the safety features of my jack daddy mm-hmm. i'm going to have a a friend or a wife record me and i'm going to say hey it's a safe and reliable product period <laughs> you can record <laughs> it and throw it up and you're going to get viewers so um okay. what what does someone who's just starting social media need to plan for mm-hmm. right how far ahead do you need to have your content produced what do you need to have as far as photography? What do you need to have as far as your messaging? Like, What do you archive when you get started so you have like a bank of materials?
1: Mm-hmm. So I am a big proponent of low production when it comes to social media. If it is going to be featured in a magazine, if it's going to be featured on a website, I definitely you know, promote that higher production uh, because you okay. need that higher quality when you're on a website. YouTube is arguable. I can get in fights on that one because (laughs) my cell phone films in 4K, just like your SLR, but mine's a lot cheaper and a lot easier to use. But that's coming from someone who is not as educated in the production side of things, right? I'm, I'm not gonna be able to sit down and open a video editor and spend hours figuring out how to use all these random buttons and <laughs> symbols. Hmm. So there's, there's different levels. And so when you're starting out, I always recommend your smartphone. Uh, you don't even need a tripod because you usually can find something to prop your phone up on, right? Okay. Um, if yeah. you have another person that can help you, that's great too, but it's really something you can get started with for, for no additional investment. If you want to make an investment in a gimbal so that things are a little bit smoother, um, Uh there's some affordable options out there without going and buying a whole $5,000 creator kit, which believe me, I'd love to have. But (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. when you're just starting out, it's really as simple as just using your cell phone. And what I like to do is um, create albums on my phone in my camera roll. So that anytime for you that you're taking pictures or video of the Jack Daddy, you save it to that dedicated album so that when you need to go and create a post for every single day, because that's what you're committed to by being on this show with us, (laughs) that you can pull from that bank of content that you've already created. Because just because it's old to us doesn't mean it's old to everyone else like we talked about before. Um, For me,
3: that's good because I'm really old.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's crazy because I can post a video I took in 2018 and it will still do very well because it's new to everyone that's seeing this content for the first time. And most don't even catch the fact that I've reposted it about 25 times now on my TikTok and a Hmm. handful of times on my Instagram. It's still new to them because you're audience is expanding and you're getting more followers. So don't be scared to repurpose content. Now, if it was taken with a flip phone, and it's super grainy please don't use it
3: <laughs> okay
1: but if you were just starting out today
0: he, he just hurrying he just deleted the email deleted. he just sent me with the right. images the... <laughs> yeah i i don't know what you're talking about i would never do that <laughs> right todd where did those where did those images come from <laughs> <laughs>
3: you're gonna have to post a visual of there. yeah again so funny those
0: following on youtube we do have video and todd i'm sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna put those pictures up
3: oh no (laughs) so 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 steve when we first met in idaho he put some picture i don't know what picture you put somewhere like this thing's already got like whatever four thousand impressions and i'm like what are you doing dude yeah i have no idea it was,
0: was it was it was when it was new nobody had seen the jack daddy before which i compliment you there like everyone knows who todd is at tough trail gear they they know who you are as a person um because you've done a lot for the community and you do a lot for your distribution partners and all your customers and everything so that goes really without saying but um it was before that it was really recognized this this new product so we did a quick video we did um this one we did use a DSLR. So we had the, my camera, we went out and we shot some cool things and we just did a quick video. And I think it was up to like, you know, a thousand views. And then next thing you know, we were at the show for a couple hours and it was at a couple thousand views. And next thing you know, I, I think it surpassed like tens of thousands of views. Um, And it was one of the first things we posted because we had a curious audience. So I, I think that's why, why it was more successful at that time. Um, but now you can still spark that curiosity with all of the cool products you've added to the line for those that have already bought something. I mean, who doesn't want a breaker bar attachment that you can use for the jack that's already attached to your razor. It's one less tool you have to stick in a toolbox because it's a component mm-hmm. that works with what you have. Um, and then the tie downs, right? So you can get creative and, and post maybe like five or 10 consistent value props over and over and over and recycle it. And as Lindy said, you're okay. just hitting a different audience.
1: Mm-hmm. So if you were starting out today, I'd say build a TikTok and an Instagram simultaneously because you can put the same content on each platform, but they both help each other grow. Okay. Um, And uh, TikTok is very unique from every other social platform out there because it promotes your content first to people who have no idea who you are. They have no reason to follow you they might not even be into the same things you are but the way the algorithm is built on tiktok forces that virality to happen because the first people to see your stuff don't follow you so if they in enjoy your video if they're oh. entertained by that then they'll show it to more people and more people where instagram is is almost gated to your own circle so only yeah. your followers see your content first. And if you just happen to get lucky and it goes viral on Instagram, which it's a lot more challenging to do, then more people potentially can see it if they go to the Discover page. But they have to actually go to the Discover page. The Discover page doesn't load for them. So it's, it's, okay. it's really um, interesting to use those two platforms in tandem um, but okay. there's also a big off-road community on both platforms. And so um, I would also recommend video first for everything because you can okay. tell the story, you can show the story. Um, if you have an old tire laying around that's broken, put that jack up, put that old tire on, and then start recording how to repair a tire on the trail when okay. it decides that it's time to pop or whatever, you know, whatever situation you find <laughs> right. yourself in. Some, right. Sometimes right. you have to manufacture these instances a little bit, put a little right. planning into it, but you have to showcase exactly how it is um, used. And if you can uh, do it in an entertaining, um, informational, educational way, um, it definitely will hit that audience and help you grow right. both platforms at the same time. And that's where I would start—is start creating videos of you actually using the tool, showcasing how it works, the jacks side by side, your jack and standard jacks, and why they should go with your jack over other ones. Okay.
0: Yeah, and even use your frequently asked questions to build content yeah. um, because you know that those are the questions that people want answers to. And mm-hmm. uh, Todd, some that come to my mind that you know we've been part of together for several years is, you know, does it work in sand? Does it work on asphalt? Does it work on dirt? Well, what if you have a broken a arm, right? There's all these different scenarios that you can go out and you can record the Jack and answer those questions. And then you have content to use over and over again for Mm -hmm. years to come, because that's the problem that you're solving for your customers. So I think there's a ton of opportunity, Todd, for you to, uh, Uh, let's call it the breathe in phase, you know, breathe in everything that we've done, we've learned and then get ready to exhale like this new big Mm -hmm. wind uh, of what tough trail gear has the opportunity to be. So uh, what I've learned so far is make sure that you are um, keeping it consistent on your platforms. Make sure you have a TikTok, you have Instagram, Uh, make sure that you're promoting the value. Don't be afraid to recycle content. Um, And then just get started, Mm -hmm. get out there, start answering some of those questions, record it, um, and then just see how, how it goes. So, Mm -hmm. um, Todd, we'll definitely stay close and we'll keep an eye on you and and feel free to reach out. I'll make sure we pass along contact information. If you want to reach out to Lindy and she can help you or Steph and she can help you in any way, we'll make sure that we stay connected. Um, But until then, it's been a fantastic conversation, Todd. I really appreciate you letting us pick on you a little bit. But I think it's a a really good example because there's a lot of people out there that are, uh, let's say, getting started in trades. Maybe Mm -hmm. maybe they're from another industry, but they're going to start a trades business and they still need to know how to get started on social media because – that's where everything's headed. That's how people communicate now. Uh, and then on the flip side, if there's someone that wants to go out and, uh, s- and get this spark to to patent a really cool product and start promoting it, you have to start somewhere. Okay. So uh, there'll be plenty more to come. But Todd, for now, uh, we'll let you go. But thank you so much for giving us some of those examples. And we will keep an eye on you. We're excited to see what you do.
3: Yep. Thank you. Thanks for your input. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Anytime.
1: Absolutely. So that was really fun. Um, and I didn't want to overwhelm Todd, but I think the other part of this is being in the right mindset when you approach social media because the biggest mistake I see happen on social media is people trying to use it like a marketing platform, right? Um, and this happened and it caused an actual shift in Facebook um, who we could call you know, the category king of social platforms, right? They pretty much dominate the space. But what happened was marketers 2015, 16, 17 started using Facebook uh, for easy generation of leads because, oh my gosh, that's where people are spending all their time. I can get on there. I can pull up my flyer. I can talk about what we're doing and, and we can get more sales. And it worked fabulously to the point that people started leaving the platform because we are so tired of marketing. Every, everyone was marketing, friends were marketing, businesses were marketing, it was just overwhelming. Instagram was up and coming and so most people migrated to Instagram because they were sick and tired of marketing that was happening <laughs> on Facebook. Legitimately to the point that uh, Mark Zuckerberg did an announcement and an algorithm change saying... We are pulling back from marketing. If you want to market, then you have to have a business page. You had there was all these limitations on what you could and could actually do. Were they followed all the time? Not necessarily, and that's a whole other rabbit hole that I can go into, but I won't. Um, so, but what Mark Zuckerberg said is this: this platform is meant to be a one-to-one conversation, and that's what. Want this platform to be so that's what we are going to focus on. So, if you're posting and you're not getting any one to one conversations, you are not doing something right. Um, and I there's all these tried and true tricks of you know just post a question, engage, um, try to get them to engage with you. But the problem that I see happening is that people approach it with a traditional marketing mindset and they fail because they're posting. Um, a square that has all these different marketing um, images, logos, super frilly font, whatever you want, <laughs> um, to the point that everyone like knows that is an engagement post. It's kind of like a clickbait post, and they just scroll right through because I know what you're trying to do. So I like to kind of run this little exercise I want to do with you guys which I'm curious to see how you're going to answer having spent a few days with you. But when – let's see. Who gets the mail in this house? Depends on the day. Yeah.
0: The usually dog. Roscoe? Yeah, usually right. Roscoe. <laughs> he he, knows, it he gets a peanut butter cookie uh, when he gets the mail. So typically, Roscoe at least brings it in. Brings it in. And then from there, yeah, there's a lot that could happen.
1: Sure, <laughs> sure. Okay, so when you're at the mailbox, whoever is there, you – open it up, right, walk me through that process. You open the mailbox and then what?
0: No, so I'll usually, I'll bring it in the house and then I'll kind of thumb through it and I'll sort it. So I'll I'll put like my mail over in a little pile and I know that that's something that I'll do later on or go pay mm-hmm. my bills and then I'll kind of sort it out for the last owners mm-hmm. uh, and then for Steph and usually the junk mail, I just kind of, I leave it if she wants to take a peek, otherwise we throw it away.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you actually look at the junk mail? Absolutely not. I cool. do. I don't.
0: I like. Right now, we need a vinyl fence. So for those looking to sponsor <laughs> <have> this podcast,
2: <laughs> yeah, I love that. I don't even flip through them. I just grab. Well, you and get the I hate community
0: that. ads though. I, I love them.
2: I know, but I hate that because people spend a lot of money to market through the mail. I don't even they look do. at it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Direct mail marketing is is pretty expensive. It's spendy, mm-hmm. especially because you're not targeting really who you send it to it goes to a a zip code
1: it has to go to a whole zip code no matter Mm -hmm. who lives there yeah
0: so if you're selling uh you know investment packages you know you're hoping that you might snag one or two big fish Mm -hmm. um because the rest of that zip code might not be ready for that if you're if you're targeting a younger population you know it might not be the right thing to do but um i do i look at the ads uh if anything i'll just thumb through them really quick just a quick glance which that could be a, a big conversation about marketing is, mm-hmm. you know, how to attract someone with the flip <laughs> yeah, of a magazine. Yeah, this is a whole nother could rabbit be a lot hole, but <laughs> yes. I actually, I did this ad uh, with some of my old colleagues back in the day, and we decided to do a centerfold, and we didn't put anything on it other than, a, oh, I can't name the link, but it was a website link, okay. and it was only three letters long. Amazing. So it was bright blue and a website link. And we're like, well, what does it mean? It doesn't matter <laughs> because when people see it, they're going to be like,
2: "What is that? What
0: does it mean?" <laughs> <laughs> and they clicked it, and it was actually one of the best performing ads we had. So I get what you're saying. Like That's you a don't
1: whole other rabbit hole. I yeah, definitely want to go hole. into, but <laughs> you oh, don't yeah.
0: want to doctor it up. You don't want to put like 20 logos on it, mm-hmm. and you don't want to put as many pictures as you can. You want that one call to action that mm-hmm. just makes someone look at it. Says, "I'm interested in this."
1: Yeah. But here's the thing that you just both proved. You're marketing adverse. You know exactly what marketing looks like, traditional marketing, and you're going to thumb through it and throw it away.
0: Especially coming from a marketer. I mean, it's a disgrace.
1: (laughs) Right, right? I know. But like, especially, and and I'm not knocking mailers. They work for different demographics. They work for different industries. You know, there's been several times I've gotten one for dentists, and I'm like, oh, crap, that's a good reminder. I better (laughs) go in. For Mm. my annual checkup.
0: Well, don't get us started on infomercials because (laughs) that's how we found our shark robot (laughs) XL.
2: Hey, that was the best hour we spent. LiDAR
0: based technology.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And it's true.
1: Like there's different types of, of marketing that captures us in, but if you sit down and you don't have a marketing background, because what happens all the time in the industry Anytime, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, is oh hey, you're a millennial, you came up with social media. That's okay, great. This is your new assignment. Your to-do list is also to manage your social platforms. And there's a lot more that actually goes into running a successful um social media campaign than just posting every day, as evident with our conversation with Todd. Yeah. Yeah, right? And, yeah, and-
0: even going deeper too is talking about influence so mm-hmm. there's more to it than just posting yeah. there's a lot more than just having the right content having the cool name having the matching name with all of your platforms but what about just living your brand mm-hmm. um, and, and we talked about it earlier um, you're an ambassador for trades for women in trade um, and you also do a lot with the parade of homes with marketing trades and equity and all of that stuff but both of you live that brand mm-hmm. so Someone can look at you and say, hey, this is real. I can connect with them. They're promoting this. But if I were to run, uh, run into them out in public, they're probably living their brand. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I learned uh, with my off-road company that uh, actually Todd the, the way we're connected is Todd actually – uh, took over that business. There were some things that were going on in, in life and, and Todd took that business. He's doing really well with it, which is fantastic. Um, but that's the, the biggest uh, thing that I learned from that is um, mimicking your competitors. Mm-hmm. So competitors for an online business, it's Amazon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for me, I had to live with the Amazon brand. I needed to ship same day. I yep. needed to arrive quick. I need to have fantastic customer service, right? So that's a whole other side of the business. Mm -hmm. But as far as social, the way that my social following grew so quickly was that I was out living my brand. I sold recovery uh, equipment. So I had like toe straps and um, off-road air compressors, all this fun stuff that just kept everyone prepared. And what was really cool is when I was out on the trail, I was prepared. So for those that weren't, I was now that ambassador Mm I was the one that was going to help them take their sport to the next level. So they could be just as prepared as I was. So people would start to recognize my machine and who I was. They'd say Oh, that's Steve. He has that off road company. I need to follow him. And then when he posts something, it's credible mm-hmm. and it's this continuous loop of productivity. So there's more to it than just posting. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think you brought up a great point because you have to be your own ambassador for your brand. Now, I recommend you post every day, but if you don't post every day, because honestly, there's some days that you don't, and we're not going to get into time frames or the whole analytics side of that, because if you just post every day, you're winning. Um, but if you're not going to make a post every day, the biggest thing you do can do is proactive engagement
2: mm-hmm. in
1: your community. So, okay, what is proactive engagement? We hear engagement all the time. It's a metric that's used to measure social media. If you have 1,000 people that view your posts and 10 people engage with it, you've got a 10 for rent conversion rate for engagement, which is actually pretty hard to get on platforms these days. The average is about 1.8 to 3.2. Um, and the higher followers you have, the lower engagement rate you typically have, which is also interesting. But proactive engagement is actually going and spending time on social, engaging with your niche in what they're interested in. Because all of us, are, we're super selfish. Let's be honest. I'm only interested really in the things that I'm interested in. It's great that you're interested in them too, or in your things. And if I see something like of Stephanie's, I was like, oh, Stephanie might like this. I'll send it to her. But that doesn't mean I'm necessarily interested in it, right? Mm-hmm. And so like, that's just an, an innate human psychology, whatever you want to call it, just trait is we are selfish. And so I, when I'm looking through socials, like, well, does this connect with me or not? If not, I'm going to scroll past. Right? Even if it's the coolest content ever, <laughs> it just it again, it's all subjective. Um, but there's a difference between um, one being a consumer and a creator. For the longest time, when I started in social media back in two, six, thousand sixteen, um, I was a consumer, and I was following competitors, but instead of using that as a tool, I let it bring me down as far as, oh my gosh, I'm not doing enough, I'm not posting enough, I'm not here, I'm not there, because the nitty-gritty of it is you could be on 20 different platforms, and Instagram alone has 10 different um, areas inside of itself that you could be promoting content the most popular and the most recent just happens to be reels because Instagram is competing with TikTok for viewer time. But within Instagram, you have the normal feed post. You have Instagram stories. You have Instagram highlights. You have guides. You have, did I I say reels already? Like I'm going in full circle, right? And then you have user generated content where you're tagged in other people's, uh, where other people tag you in content. So, to master all of them can take a lot of work and it can be really overwhelming. So if you just start with a post today a and proactive engagement where you're spending 20 to 30 minutes engaging with people in your niche and sharing your opinion on what they are doing or um, the tools that they're using. And that is how you build your community is going back again to that one-to-one conversation we talked about in the beginning of what Mark Zuckerberg said, <laughs> this is the way of social one-to-one conversation, but that's where the magic truly lies is taking the time to engage with others and, um, building that relationship ship. Because like what Stephanie talked to, and I talked about a lot today as we were driving around checking out different job sites is networking. Mm-hmm. Networking is how you get into places, into different doors, um, get in front of people that you wouldn't necessarily have a chance to get to had you not started networking. Um, That's the same principle that you apply to social, it's just in a digital format. And so it's building conversations and creating that community, then you become the mayor, then you become the category owner, um, and it just, it grows on to so much more from there, where you can end up with brand deals, you can end up, getting paid to go play on really cool machinery in china like there's so many crazy opportunities available but it starts with creating a post every day and creating a community through engagement and this is a long game you guys everyone thinks you can go viral overnight and there are instances where it has happened but that is a rare rare exception it is not the rule on social media
0: Yeah. And I'll echo what you said too about that engagement is how many times have you reached out to somebody or commented on someone you'd looked up to's page, whether it's a celebrity or someone with a lot of followers and they respond to you. It feels good. It does. You feel like, wow, they took the time out of their day to engage with me. I'm now inner with this connection. Like I mm-hmm. want to continue to follow this person. So staying engaged and responding to all of the messages, responding to the comments, uh, where appropriate and, and yeah. staying engaged with all of those followers is, is what keeps things going. So, Lindy, it's been a really good time. Thank you for taking all the time to talk to Todd and answering some of those questions and providing some advice. And again, thank you for being on the podcast. I've learned a lot. I'm definitely going to stay close to watching your social media and steal some of your hints and tricks and (laughs) see what we can do over here with Grizzly Habits. Yeah. Uh, But again, everyone can find you on Instagram and TikTok and even LinkedIn at your handle, which is...
1: Lindy, Denny, um, and then also... Parade of Homes IG, which is linked to my Lindy.Denny. So if you just go to Lindy.Denny, you can find me everywhere.
0: All right. Well, you heard it from the expert. Like, subscribe, subscribe, give us all the follow. Uh, I'm Steve Schaefer, Grizzly Habits, Stephanie Daly, Stephanie Builds It, and Lindy Denny with Lindy Denny on Instagram and Parade of Homes IG.
1: Thanks for having me, Steve. This has been a lot of fun. And, Steph, I'm so excited to be here and hang out with you on (laughs) And see the different projects you're working on. You're
2: doing some cool things. Thank you. We're happy to have you.
0: All right. Thank you.